Hey, everybody. I am C. I'm Jen. And you're listening to Tom Tit and Baobab. Welcome back to Tom Tit and Baobab, the New York Times spelling bee inspired podcast that's all about words, word games, and the word nerds who love them. The week after vacation really isn't fun, huh? No, it isn't. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a mad rush to just like catch up on everything. Well, I hope you're almost there so you can relax for your birthday uh, this weekend. Don't remind me. Oh my God, I'm so old and falling apart. The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better is that you are older than me. Yeah, right. I am the same age as you <laughs> in just a few months and I'm healthier and in better shape. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just realized? Life is like the week after a vacation. It's a Life mad is rush. Like a week get, after a vacation. It's a mad rush to get everything done before you're dead. <laughs> For you, maybe. <laughs> I'm just sitting back, relaxing, enjoying. Yeah, in the car, driving your kids around. Yeah, that's true. That was the best part of Greece that I was not doing that. And you know, sometimes I get to do the bee. Speaking of the bee, I think we have some bees to talk about. We do. It's time for the week in bees. This is the part of the show where we talk about the New York Times spelling bees from the previous week. This episode, we're talking about bees starting Sunday, October 9th and ending Friday, October 14th. Normally, we'd include Saturday, but we covered that in episode five. We did. But what we didn't include, Cecilia, was how awesome we did on that Saturday puzzle. We really were awesome on that puzzle. We did. We finished the whole thing in like 10 minutes. We were on the plane waiting for takeoff and we were worried that we were going to lose service. So we didn't take any hints. We didn't do any numbers or anything. We just were like, boom, 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 boom. And then all of a sudden it was Queen Bee. We're like, what? What? And we were screaming and people on the plane were not happy. <laughs> it was very rewarding, which is a lot more than I can say for this week's puzzles because they were long. All of them were long and I was tired and there were like a bunch of weird words. And then there were other normal words that were left out. And I basically thought this week sucked. Really? Yeah. It didn't suck for you? Uh, no, I killed it. I think I got Queen like... Either oh. I or my son got Yeah, that's, that's why it didn't days. suck for you, because Gus was doing the whole thing every day. <laughs> so we're referring to the fact that Gus got Queen pretty much by himself one day this week. I can't remember which day it was. And but, very quickly. And very quickly. And the <laughs> best part was that both Jennifer and my brother got to like negative one and couldn't get the last word, which is weird because it was so a shame. really... It was a really easy. <laughs> so shamed by a nine year, a nine year old. Yeah. And then yesterday on uh, Thursday, the 13th, it was funny because Gus started doing it and he was like, mom, this one is really mm. hard, right? There were weird letters. And I looked at it too. And I was like, oh, this is hard. And uh, he only got to like nice before school. And I was like, well, I just got to get to genius. So I got to genius. <laughs> and then like through the day, Words just kept coming to me. And then I couldn't do it for multiple hours at night because I was working. And then Jen wrote me and said, you know, yeah, and something said, about doing not the finishing bee. this puzzle and falling asleep. Right. And I said, well, me neither. And she said, well, I have five words left. So I had to look to see how many words mm -hmm. I had left. And I had five words and left. And then you got wow. them. 
right. Of course, then I'm competitive. So yeah, I got him like bang, bang, bang. And then the last two were hysterical because the last two were Triton and Tricorn. So oh, wait, is that words, what the pirate reference was about? That was the okay, pirate reference. I was so reference. confused because Cecilia <laughs> tweeted. Usually what we do is whoever gets B will tweet it out. Um, all week it's been me, people. And that's yeah. right, because all week I've been sleeping from jet lag. And she tweeted about like arg maybe i said you might not get it if you hadn't gotten it i was like what does this have to do with anything and and then i actually looked at the list and it wasn't until right the second that i realized that it was the tricorn yes and it was funny too because you know when you're just like ah there must be some tri words here and you just start typing and then you're like wait that's really a word and then as soon as i saw the picture of the hat i was like so um, we're talking about a tricorn hat, which is like a pirate hat, has three yes. three uh, parts. And it was like probably 11 o'clock at night. And of course, I ran into Gus's room and woke him up and said, hey, Gus, I got pee. <laughs> you should have said, hey, Gus, arg, matey. <laughs> I, you know, that actually did make me think, though, about pirate talk. Really? Yes. I was thinking about this while I was walking <laughs> Keats the other day. Like, where, why is that pirate talk? What, arg? Yeah. Well, because they are from like a class of people that say arg, uh, yes. Like it, there's no, there's a <laughs> very specific like, lexicon and cadence to pirate speak. And where well, did that come like, from? I was gonna say that it's like, uh, I mean, it's not Irish. I don't think Irish people <laughs> are pirates, but you get the idea. Yeah, it's like, I don't, this don't you wonder? And then I was right? thinking of like pirate terms, like shiver me timbers. And I was like, right. where does that come from? Is that stuff I that do pirates actually like, said? Or is it from literature about pirates? I feel like I have heard that these are some things that pirates said, but in any case, arg is great. I actually say arg all the time, though. I say it more like arg, like that. <laughs> so you say so, it really like a pirate, like a Viking. No, I say it a little angrier. Yeah, That's what like I'm saying. Like a Viking. Okay. I, a Viking, yes. I need to know more about pirates. <laughs> right. I think I have to look that up. A good idea. Well, you know, on that same day, on Thursday the 13th, Coir, C-O-I-R, oh which is funny because it actually is one of the words Gus got. Really? Because, well, because it's a four-letter mm. word, right? So he mm-hmm. was just guessing four-letter words. Stiff, coarse fiber from coconut husk. Hum, how do I feel about that being <laughs> part of it? <laughs> I mean, I learned a word. That part is good, but still. Yeah, come on, I think it's right? been in there before, but. I don't think I got, I definitely, no, I definitely did not get it. It was one of the five (laughs) words that I did not get. And I would not, like, I had to look it up to find out the pronunciation. Yeah. It's a very weird word. Like, it's a very weird word. Coyer, as in like coy, coyer. That's uh, a word, but like (laughs) coyer. When do you even say that? What's funny is I thought you might know what it is because I guess then they use that material in various like uh, fiber making kind of things and you're all into like weird home crafts. So I thought, oh, I bet Jen knows (laughs) what this is. Home (laughs) crafts. That's hilarious. Um, Another word that I would have mispronounced that day was croaky. Did you know oh. that the plural of crocus is not croci? It's pronounced croaky. No, I thought it was croci. Weird, That's right? interesting. Yeah, it is. I know. What's funny, did you like recognize that, hey, we just saw a bunch of crocus in I Greece did. and knew that it was the source of saffron and that's cool. Yes. And the word actually crocus is comes from the word from saffron in like oh. Middle Eastern languages. 
I did not so, know that. I didn't know yeah. it either. I just cool. found it out. Learn cool. something new every day. Well, while we're talking about short words like coir, right? Uh-huh. On Sunday the 9th, there were a couple of words that I was just like, all right, I even think we might have gotten them because mm-hmm. they were short, but mm-hmm. like, really? So netty. Right. Do you know what netty is? Yes, because we talked about it on the podcast in the past. We did? We did. Oh, oh my God. It's well, a laboratory. Yeah. An earthen laboratory, archaic from like old England. Like that's ridiculous. And ridiculous. Well, your opinion is the same today as it was when we <laughs> talked about that in the first I'm very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what's interesting about Nettie is that I'm also consistent because the first time we talked about Nettie, I thought it meant some kind of material or fabric. I thought it was Nettie Pot. I thought pot. that again until I looked it up a second time. We need to well, come on up- Wikipedia, it does say that Nettie is like like from a net. It's Nettie. So the Wikipedia or like mm. Wiktionary right. has like the ridiculous definition. But then if you look up the definition everywhere else, it's the know. bathroom thing. I was thinking though that we could remember it because Natty. Another word from that same day means among its many definitions is like clean. Ah. So like a uh, netty is not natty. <laughs> I don't think that's the proper use of natty, which I've only heard used about clothing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Natty dresser. But it's a good mnemonic device, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Another short word that day, yenta. Uh, nah. We talked about this I'm, one too. I, and I believe it. And as soon as I saw it, I did remember that. But can I just say, if I didn't say this before, not in Merriam-Webster, mm-hmm. ridiculous, yeah. Jewish me knows that that's not the word. No. Like, why would you pick that one? Like, that's just I, crazy. I don't know. Is Yenta even possibly insulting? I'm just curious. Oh, we had the same conversation the last uh, time. <laughs> yeah, I should listen to our podcast. You know what? You know who's older? <laughs> your body might be healthier, but decide? your brain no way. not it's so not, much. <laughs> not insulted. That? Yeah. All right. I got one more. Can I talk about one more short word that I was like, again, I got it, but I was just like, oh. Wait, from that same day? No, no. It's another All day. All right. Go ahead. White. W-I-G-H-T. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have we talked about mm-hmm. that? before because i know it's been in there before i got it have not okay yes that's a weirdo word again that seems like a british slang word to me like what Mm -hmm. the definition is a very weirdo word definition is like he's a white good kid or something like that (laughs) is not something like that no i actually looked it up because i was thinking about using it i looked it up too and it's a thing a creature or a no 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 but you're not even saying it right that's not really true no it is because and actually a white the reason i knew the word white was from game of thrones and the white walkers that we did talk the white walkers no no but you know why because the first definition the archaic one is a person of a specific kind he always was an unlikely white that's why i was thinking about it but i don't know i don't really understand the word and then i tried to look up whether the Isle of Wight got its name related to that, but it didn't. Ah, it's like something completely different. Spelled the I, same? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand. I this. did learn in the process that wit, which was also that day, W-H-I-T, right? is related to white. Like they both come from this word that meant thing. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So. Cool. That was interesting. Okay. All right. I just went off on all my little words. What do you got? I thought it was really weird that Sunday, October 9th, the singular panty was in there. Have you ever heard somebody say panty? I am into it. 
because pantyhose uh, is panty and yeah but is that one word yeah pantyhose i don't know i, I know like, i don't I no, like pantyhose it was like are putting your words. leg in one leg of panties is panty i'm not sure it's a, a weird panty. singular my you, you wouldn't say like people say about but your i don't panties. know that they, they are panties. panties aren't your two legs your no it's, it's not i just said that's what it sounds like that's not actually what it is a pair of panties but oh, when you got would me you all say screwed panty? up now i don't know my but I panty oh you can see my panty through my pants panty line panty line panty line all right you're so convincing panty hose me. panty line yeah, you're kind of convincing me i whatever like it i i was a little bit i thought that was questionable so when i look it up panty waist but it's right? but it only seems to be used in conjunction with other well, a, things. You know, I'm fine with that. The modifier noun is panty. So panties are the short underpants. The modifier noun. So you're right. It it's a it's a noun that goes with yeah. other things. I like I it because panty like other raid, words like that he doesn't necessarily count. I understand, but I'm always annoyed at that. So I am happy that you okay, counted well, panty. I'm going to think of panty as like when my dog comes back from the park, he's panty. <laughs> and then it will be fine. There uh, is a word excellent. that I really liked this week, which is Monday the 10th, and that is witching. Yeah, it's October. Gram. Everyone liked it. Mm -hmm. It was an October it's one. Just, and it, like, twitching, it's just twitching and witching and witching. Yeah, it was like a spooky bee. The spooky yeah, bee. I like it. That is good. Um, Wait, can we go back to Sunday the 9th? Because uh, I also yeah. have to just put out playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mini play. <laughs> Let is like mini, but on the end. That's really a thing? I had no idea that a playlet was a thing. Maybe like a hengelet is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> A mini playlet. Oh my god! I think we need to start saying that now. Like instead of mini golf, it's golflet. Yeah. Golflet. <laughs> I like when things are mini and lit. I'm with it all. <laughs> That's all right, fun. You got any more? Um. So one word that was not in the puzzle that I always think should be in the puzzle on Wednesday, ten twelve is hella. As in hella, hella good time. And hella good. at first I was you. like, okay, maybe that's like too slangy. So I looked at it. Sure it wasn't it's there. totally in Merriam Webster. It's an and it adverb. Wasn't there? It's not there. Sam doesn't oh. like Hella. He doesn't know how to be of his generation. He, he's like <laughs> linguistically detached from his own generation. It's interesting. How I yeah. feel. He's he hella, counts God He's hella mad. Yeah, he's goofball. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there was that. Um, and then today, Friday, Ooh, today the is, 14th, Friday is a crazy one. Speaking isn't it? of words he left out, lingual. Yeah. How do you have a word puzzle yes. that doesn't count the word lingual? I, what do like, you think about lingua eh. too? I wanted lingua. To I be wanted in lingua there. too, like, lingua but I kind of like I understood why he might not count lingua. Yeah, but lingual but not counting no lingual sense. makes no sense. I mean, he counted oral, and yet yes. on the eleventh, he counted auroral. Like, yes. it, it's not that he has things against AL words. Like, <laughs> lingual seems like... Well, today is all about AL words. There's so exactly. many in there. It's a weird combination of letters, I for mean, sure. that's like a big miss, that one. Yes. Can I also say, so yesterday, the 13th, had like 
tortoni and rotini yeah. but today we got no ragu ah, like a ragu right? isn't even like it's it's a generic name for a right. sauce it's which in all makes the it really funny that it's called ragu the yes, sauce I know. When it means it's sauce. a four-letter word mm -hmm. like there's no reason why it shouldn't be in there as a matter of fact like i kept just like punching because <laughs> i thought i was <laughs> doing something I was wrong doing with lingual <laughs> lingual it's actually funny too because you wrote that it wasn't in there you sent me the tweet i was like oh it's ridiculous and then when i was doing the b i was like oh lingual and then i, I like, kept being like what it's not in there like even though you had told me i couldn't believe it. <laughs> it, it it's still shocking to me i'm still sitting here in disbelief i wonder if he's gonna say that was a mistake i'm hoping that he to. like yeah like i'm with you that has to be an oversight i just i yes. don't understand how he could leave that out purposefully except to make everybody mad well and, and that would just be me that's what he's into i know <laughs> sam one other word that I wanted to talk about from today was in urn, I-N-U-R-N, -N, which is a word I feel like people are always talking about on Twitter. And I can never figure out whether they're mad that it's in there or <laughs> they're mad that unearn isn't in there. And I did think about that because if in urn is placing remains in an urn, if you take them out, isn't that unearning them? I don't know. <laughs> Unearn. You can't unearn. <laughs> Why not? You can dig somebody up. Uh, well, you unearn them. Unearn uh, is putting them in. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. I, I think you should be able yeah. to unearn them. He doesn't like verbs being undone. Like, as you pointed I out know. to me, unran, unrang, unrail, on this and that. You know, I get it. Still it. Bugs like, me. you can't put too many on, but, you Still know. Still bugs me. Okay. But speaking of in words. Yeah. Um, one, I missed a whole bunch of words this week that ended with I-N, like chitin right. within the... I know. Actually, that that was one of my last words. I don't know um, why that was that so day. hard to see. It is, because it's a weird, like, combo again. Yeah, but... Bryson. I, like, I missed all the words that ended with I-N. And <laughs> I also found one really great I-N word that is going to be today's deep dive. Oh, exciting. All right. Well, I guess that means it's time for the word of the week. This is the part of the show where we take a closer look at one word from the previous week's puzzles. We take turns choosing the word, researching it, and presenting it. Today, it's Jen's turn. So Jen, what's this in word you have for us? The word is inaugural. Ah, I like that word. One of the pangrams today. It was. I wonder if it was the inaugural use of inaugural in the puzzle. Well, we'll have to check in with B Solved on that one. I am just here to tell you about the etymology, not the B history. Fine. All right. Tell me. I would tell you, but I have an even better idea. Oh. I'm going to let Professor Nate tell you. Professor Nate? All right, yes. let's check it out. So let me tell you about Professor Nate. Okay. So Nate DeFore Oglesby is a PhD in classics, and he's a professor at City College in New York. And I think we might need to invite him on the show because, <laughs> because number one, he does- His name is Oglesby. His name is Oglesby, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's a PhD in classics. Um, cool. But he, first of all, does these short videos on etymology that are on YouTube. Okay. Second of all, he seems totally goofy, which seems <laughs> appropriate. for us, yes. <laughs> and thirdly, because he is one half of Nate and Hilla, which is, quote, a philosophical, comedic, sex ed, and eco-science hip 
pop duo based in New York City. And you've never seen him? What? (laughs) Doesn't that sound like somebody we should have on the show? I think it sounds like somebody whose shows you should be going to. Very crazy. (laughs) Crazy. And also, at some point in the video that we're about to listen to, like a whiskey falls out of the sky and he starts to drink it. Okay, so getting back to the topic at hand, inauguration. This is a short clip from Nathanology, which is the channel on YouTube. It has music by the Earl Garner Trio. Inauguration. Inauguration comes from the Latin inauguratio, meaning consecration, in the sense of obtaining divine sanction for carrying out some office, duty, or action. The main root of the word augur refers to a Roman diviner or soothsayer who would interpret the will of the gods through omens by the observation of the flight of birds or other natural phenomena. Nice, nice. So the augurs would read the omens and determine whether a lawmaker was approved by the gods, and then if they were, things could move forward and they could be installed in office. And I thought that was super interesting because, you know, we generally think about inauguration or inaugural in terms of like first or starting something. It's like when we invited Bill William Shun on the show, we asked him to be a guest on the inaugural episode of our second season, right? Gotcha. Yeah. inaugurate is a verb, means to officially start or kick something off. And then specifically in the U.S., we use inauguration to mean the induction of a president. Gotcha. But I didn't realize that it had this other meaning that was associated with augurs and like divination. Did you know this? No, I had no idea. It's weird, right? It's weird. So maybe I don't have a question. Okay, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... The origin of this Latin word inaugurare is disputed. Some people think it comes from augere, which means to increase. Mm -hmm. But according to John Kelly, who is a managing editor at dictionary.com and has a blog called Mashed Radish. So another person on the show, Mashed Radish. um, He says that a lot of people also think that it comes from avis, which is bird, and gariere, which is to talk or garere, which is to conduct. So an auger would be a bird talker. Ah, which goes with what Nathan just said about watching the birds. Exactly. And goes with our podcast (laughs) and with the bee, because we always talk about birds. So we're like bird talkers. You and I are like augers, Cecilia. Uh, Perfect. Yes, I can tell the future through my tom tits. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my question for you, now that we know all of this. Do you think it would help us if we let birds guide our election decisions in the future? I think we already have bird brains guiding our election (laughs) decisions in the future. So uh, sure, why not? What's the difference? Well, then maybe it's the opposite. Maybe we should go far away from augers. Far away from birds. I just heard that they're um, putting human brain cells in rats. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So rats, rats can decide the elections. It's what's the word for- Wait, isn't that actually what already happens? the rats. Yeah. (laughs) No, rats rats are the uh, We know about rats, right? Because rotten, what what was the Pied Piper? Oh, right, right, right. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, it'll be yeah. like, inaugurate. <laughs> awesome. So that's our deep dive for the day. Good thing. one, Jen. I like it. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. So inaugurate. Are we going to inaugurate something different in our wild card today? Ooh, are we? Maybe. Let's, let's ask see. the birds. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go let's to do it. Wild card. Mm-hmm. 
the wild card is the part of the show where we pretty much do what we want. Uh, uh, isn't that this whole show? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. So how would you describe it, Cecilia? Wait, wild card? How would I describe wild card? Yeah. It's wild, but it's not a card. What? <laughs> Keith says wild. it's wild, wild animals. There you go. Um, that that's all true. It's wild, but it's not a card, and it is not wild <laughs> like a government coup. It is wild. Oh my god! What are we doing now today, Jess? <laughs> what are we doing? What's our plan? In today? any case, go. this is the part of the show that changes from week to week. It includes everything from live games to interviews to, as of today conversations about subject relevant articles that catch our eye wait is this really our first conversation for wildcard ah cool well we have you to thank for this article we're talking about because you found it and it's really cool it's an article by katherine himes called quote why we speak more weirdly at home it appeared in the digital edition of the atlantic on may 13th 2021 jen do you want to give a quick overview i can do that the article is basically about the lexicons, the vocabularies that we develop as people who share a space and collective experience, so our family space. Uh, the word that's used is familect, and it is, a, I'll quote from the article, the private lexicon of our home life, or home slang. Home slang, I like that. And uh, it's a real short article, but it talks about what familect is, why it's important, uh, questions whether it's changed at all during the pandemic. Like really interesting stuff. Yeah, and I mean, basically it just talks about how people speak differently in different settings. We all know that, right? Mm -hmm. But at home or, and home can be your like, you know, family in any kind of way that you make it and at home can mean what it means right but mm -hmm. you know it's it's this is during the pandemic so she's really talking about people who are stuck together yeah. <laughs> it could also be your work group if you're in it's an office it's not your chosen family it's like the opposite of your chosen family yes. the family that you're stuck right. with right but it would also include your cho a chosen family or other things that we'll talk about mm -hmm. in a minute but you know it's this these terms that only your group would understand so it's like words that only like if you say them so only one other person knows what you mean or why you've mm -hmm. said that like um i call my kids poop all the time right not that <laughs> right and that is not an insult i'm just always like hey poop blah 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 and you know when it comes yeah, out that's in other really places, weird i've never noticed you doing that before. oh i call them poop and poopy all the time now they are poopy but and i think it's probably from when they were babies and they're still big poopy men now but <laughs> Yeah, so it can all, it can be in jokes, it can be slip ups that become part of your regular vocabulary. It can come from nicknames, or there is a story that is brought up in the article that is compliments of Minion Fogarty, who is Grammar Girl online, and apparently she collects uh, family words. And there was this really good one about famous people, but famous in quotations because they're famous like to your family or your collect, whatever your collective group is. So they talked about uh, somebody's name. I don't, it was something like Sandy or something like that, who looked like their dog. And so the family always used Sandy or the name as a shorthand for referring to that person or people that look like their dogs. Yeah. So Jen, what's your, so Jen lives with like a thousand people right now. So, so family <laughs> and a thousand dogs. Yeah. So do you have family? Well, that example, that 
famous people example reminded yeah. me that we actually have one of those in our house. I mean, we have a number of them in our house, but the one that we currently use often is the walking man. Oh, wait, so what's the we have a guy man? named John who uh -huh. lives around the corner from us. He's super tall and super skinny and he walks everywhere all day long. So you'll just see him walking and walking. It's and like walking. me. I like it. Yeah. It's like you, but stretched out and up. <laughs> <laughs> Not that tall, people. <laughs> like he, wa he walks to work and he works really far away and we call him the walking man. We know him. We say hi to him. We chat with him. But and we, I don't think we would ever call him that to his face. Like, hey, walking man. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you say that in our house, everybody knows exactly who you're talking about. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. Do you have sense. any famous people? Famous people? Yeah, I'm sure, though I'm not really uh, thinking. I mean, we have nicknames for various people yeah. around, right? Like or we what? have things that we say, you know, for us, it's like... Uh, I think it's more in jokes mm -hmm. kind of things, like things that we say, like we're just like, yeah, it's dad. Like we say that all the time. <laughs> and that means. So tell us what that means. Yeah. Well, a dad or Gus basically means that like you forgot all your shit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Gus knows it so much. Gus, who I say is a genius on here all the time, is he also like doesn't know where, like he would walk out without pants if you didn't tell him to put pants on. Like he is very That's like hilarious. so the absent minded for professor that it's ridiculous and what's funny is how much it makes his father crazy and his father is exactly, exactly the, same the same way exactly <laughs> the same right i like it maybe i'll start to use that can can you steal other people's family sure, like absolutely. if i use if i use that's a dad in my house and we just People are like, what? And I'm like, oh, it's a reference to Bob. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was thinking about, um, so part of why a familect is interesting to the author is because, you know, familects build closeness, right? So it's not just that, oh, you have, you know, it's part of the shared experience. And so language helps build this sense of identity and closeness. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how, when you go on vacation with people, and this has happened to me many times, yeah. but like Jen and I were just on vacation with two other people so there were four of us friends mm -hmm. women who went on vacation and like just that week of being constantly together we have all these kind of like shorthand in jokes already like worth it not worth it worth it not right. you know because like <laughs> we've been having this long conversation about what's worth it or not you know in terms yeah. of things we did right and, and then we had a great conversation about like who you would want to punch yeah all of us are very like non-violent but there were certain people that we felt a like little, yeah little that's violent. somebody i'd punch <laughs> yeah. but then you know every time something has happened since we've gotten home we've been texting each other and going punch punchable right yeah. <laughs> so. it'll be really interesting to see whether we continue to use those in the long term or whether those are going to fall away as no, like short I think term they're... from this trip I tend to think that if things aren't reinforced, because I feel like this happens to me all the time that, mm -hmm. you know, you go away with a group of people. I tend to do mm -hmm. this often. And, you know, for a little while, everybody is like texting each other things that relate to the, right. you know, or little in jokes. And then obviously that drops off if you're not with people all the time, though, yeah. the people who are with each other sometimes might keep saying it. And then when you happen to see the other person, right. So yeah, yeah. like worth it is easy enough that I think that one probably would mm -hmm. continue. Right. Do you, do you think you have any that developed during the pandemic? Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, so um, I, I wonder for us, we definitely spent a lot more time than usual together during the pandemic, but we, 
we had been a fairly young family before Mm -hmm. the pandemic. So we already spent a decent amount of time together compared to now when I see nobody ever. Right. Right. So I, I don't, the pandemic was obviously different for us, just like it was different Mm -hmm. for everybody, but I don't know. I mean, everybody was changing during that time, if that makes any sense. What about for you? You know, I've been thinking about this and the only thing I can think of is like a nickname that we came up with for my brother's family during the pandemic. So my sister's family, we call the hot family because they're the Hallams and the Ots. Right. And so they're the hots and their dogs are the hot dogs. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> during the pandemic, we needed a shorthand for referring to my brother and his family. So we started calling them the Van Halls for the Vancouver Hallams. But nice. you know, like you said, I think a lot of our family revolves around nicknames so I'm not sure how pandemic specific that is. Well, actually, you just gave me an idea. So for you, you have um, a brother mm-hmm. and, and his family that live far away. Right. And so like when they come to visit mm-hmm. or you go to visit them, it's the same kind of thing. It's like weeks. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like and then you don't see them even if you talk. So do you feel like Familex developed during those weeks? And then do they like stick around or not? That's a good question. Right? Like your nephew was just at your house for a month. Yeah. And you hadn't spent that much time with him probably ever. So like Hmm. did things develop that, not to put you on the spot, but you know, you just think (laughs) you're a natural experiment. (laughs) It was. I missed my chance to do that natural experiment. I don't know. I don't know. We, you know, I know that we used words that we use with each other. Like one word that we used quite a bit this summer is wackadoo. Yeah. Um, that's like, everybody's a wackadoo. So right. It does describe you people. Right? <laughs> Say <laughs> quite often, call each other quite often. Uh, Vivian, my niece says quite often. Um, <laughs> I don't know. How about you? You went on a bunch of vacations with your family this summer. Well, no, I went one on one with the extended family. That's true. But you know, it's interesting that it was a different um, vacation, right? Mm. So the vacation we were just on the four of us uh, friends, we did everything together, right? Because we were doing activities together all the time, right? The family vacation that I went on was much more like we're all in a house together and we'd eat dinner, but then mm-hmm. everyone during the day is running off into you're with different groups of people yeah. doing things. We didn't really kind of have that, like we're in a bus together for <laughs> many hours waiting for it to fly off the side of the road. <laughs> everything we That's did an for the joke, week, everybody. <laughs> yes. Everything we did for the week, we Part kept saying, family. well, at least we're not on a bus. <laughs> no matter how horrible it was, we weren't on a bus. That's all we had to say. Does so. your extended family have any of these words? that you can think of? Well, I'm going to have to think about that, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like growing up, I can think of tons of stuff that like I had what? with my brothers. I mean, do you remember the uh, Where's the Beef? Yeah, yeah, Wendy's commercial. So like if I wanted to make my second brother laugh, uh-huh. all I had to do is go, where's the beef? <laughs> like in any situation. So still, and actually, that still work if you said it to him? It's a great question. I wonder if he listens to this, if he'd have any idea of, like, oh, no, no, you know, it wasn't where's the beef. It was, it's a square. <laughs> like, anyway, you get my point. Point That's is, I, like, I have vivid memories of doing this in the car for hours. Yeah. If, like, And for like years, if you wanted to make him laugh, yeah. that's all you had to do. So I have one with my sister that came from like one of these slip up occasions 
occasions, which uh-huh. is that she was in Texas. I was in New York. We were probably like in our 20s or like it was a long time ago. And um, yeah, because you're old. She it's texted your birthday. me. <laughs> I know. She texted me goodnight, but it came out gnaughty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like And that. now every once in a while we'll say gnaughty and we crack up. Yeah. I was just going to say that. And I think this was is very clear for people who think about language, but I hadn't thought so much about how thinking about your own family act and thinking about why it's important to you mm. might help you have some compassion for language and other people. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking both about like the communities that are losing their language and why they'd want to keep yeah. their language. Cause it seems like from a rational standpoint, which I am like, why don't Mm. we all speak English or speak something and (laughs) like get rid of your own language and all this other stuff. Right. I'm just saying from a fully rational, like, and, you know, thinking about family might make you think about this. Yes. If you're thinking about pure efficiency. Right, 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 right. But then also, um, you know, when you think about immigrants or people who Mm -hmm. English isn't their uh, first language and are here, and then, you know, you have to go to school and you're not allowed to speak your language. Like um, I was just talking to somebody whose son teaches in Arizona where mm-hmm. either from a state law or from the school law, it's unclear. Right. You are like not allowed to speak Spanish in the classroom, no right. matter what to people who do not speak English to little kids. You teach first grade. You're not allowed to speak Spanish because, you know, it's an English state. Yeah, that's and, you know, ridic- you just think ridiculous. like besides that, obviously I heard that and was outraged. Mm-hmm. Also just from a, like, I am feeling already dispossessed and now I can't even right. like kind of have my language and why that might mm-hmm. be important to you. You know, I feel like if you think about how language is important to you at home, mm-hmm. right, maybe that would build some compassion. So that's a really good point. And I think the other thing about it that was really nice in the flip side of what you're saying, which is, you know, oh, don't speak your language or, you know, assimilate to English. Did or whatever I say it that? Is. Did I tell no, you? No, no, no. You didn't personally say it. You were using <laughs> it as an example. But one of the things that, that comes up in the article is from an associate linguistics professor at Georgetown University called Cynthia Gordon. And she talks about sharing one's family act as a way of and this is a quote, welcoming outsiders into one's clan. So ah. when you share your family act, you're bringing people in. And so it does offer a different way of looking at language in that sense. It's like, instead of saying you can't speak Spanish here, why aren't they saying like, hey, share your Spanish yes. with the class. And I let's like, like it. This also means that. when I call Gus poopy in various places, then I'm not, I don't have to feel bad anymore. <laughs> I say, exactly. Hey, poop, <laughs> and we are sharing our family with our listeners. Exactly. So you hey. all are being invited into our families. And I'm going to let you use my family's mapine, which is a towel that everybody uses as their napkin yeah. and shares it. And it is completely non-hygienic and not good for a pandemic but it is part of our family and can I tell a story? Jen came to my house and then used my paper oh towels my gosh, way too that's much. Totally anyway. separate it's because at home, all I have is a mop bean. <laughs> um, before we finish, though, I do want to talk about the author, Catherine yes, Hines, who is fascinating. So first of all, she's a computational linguist, which mm-hmm. I did not know was a thing. Me neither. But my understanding from a quick Google search is that a computational linguist is a person who is trying to make machines understand human speech mm. better, right? So cool. 
building the AI that's going to kill us, but still pretty neat. She's also the co-founder of Thorny Games, and you got to look it up. Look up at www.thornygames.com. So Jen, did you look at these at all? I didn't look it up yet. Are they games that we need to play? Well, it's interesting. It's not games we're going to play on the air for sure. These are like group word games and they, there's three of them that she has one that I could really go down the rabbit hole on right now. Mm -hmm. And there's three different long form games where you work with a group and develop a language basically. Oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Yeah, so one is based on this true story of these, um, I think they're deaf Nicaraguan kids who developed their own sign language. Um, another one seems to be some sort of alien game, like aliens come and you have to communicate with them. Yeah. Right. And then the, the most recent one is the one that's not available, but it's the same idea. Okay. It looks really language with a group. Yeah. And it's also just this interesting idea of like these shared games. I could mm-hmm. really have seen it in one of our shared spaces, Odyssey of the Mind. Uh, and we'll talk about that in another episode. Yes. But like, <laughs> you know, something that like, if you have a group who's into this kind of thing and, and wants to spend yeah, some time or awesome. like a school group, it'd be really interesting. So anyway, Catherine yeah. Himes, maybe we're going to ask you to be on our show maybe too. And maybe are. you'll accept. So. And maybe if anybody wants to send me a birthday gift, there's this crypto linguist decoder pin on the Thorny Games site. <laughs> it's only 12 bucks too bad i already gave you your present this year there's always next year when you'll be even older still not as old as you anyway (laughs) katherine himes thorny games check it out and again for anyone who would like to read the article we've been discussing it's katherine himes why we speak more weirdly at home which appeared in the digital atlantic may 13th 2021 you can find it in the atlantic's online archive under family. All right. And that's it for this episode of Tom Tit and Baobab. Thanks for being here, mateys. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, be in touch. Tweet us at Tom Tit Baobab or email us at Tom Tit and Baobab at gmail.com. We want to know about the bees you like, bees you hate, words you miss, and words you'd like to know about. And we would also love to hear about your act, especially if it's in pirate speak. Ah, if you don't want to miss an episode of TNB, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review if you like what you hear. We'll be back next week. After Jen's B-Day. Happy B-Day, Jen. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.